0: Welcome to the family with. Oh, Dave, you're muted. Where's Dave? There, now you're not muted.
1: Oh. Okay, Okay. we'll start
0: over. You ready? All right, yeah. Welcome to the
2: family with. Dave Schrader and Andy Brambernard. We'll be right back right after this, kickoff hour two. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to schmooze a little entertainment, some uh, movies, some TV shows. Andy, uh, I'd like you to jump in on this one, too. Dave's got some. I got some. I'd like well, to hear from you what you're watching.
0: We have the Albuquerque update from Charlie. Hey, the Tom. Albuquerque update.
2: Well,
0: you were just hey, talking were about th- a stabbing spree, apparently. So. Oh, God. Yeah, Charlie. well,
4: I just wanted to let you know I was not one of the victims, so that's a good thing. That is a
2: good thing. What's going on?
4: Well, it's just it, it's our county. It, it's ridiculous with the kind of leadership we have down here. Um, I'm spec. I don't really watch or listen to news except on the radio for five minutes every hour or so. Uh, right. That's my choice. I can't stand any more than that. So uh, I speculate there's some mental illness there. I think, don't think you could get beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is how it's kind of playing out so far. Uh, Two of the people that were stabbed were critical. They're now stable, so that's good. That's good. Um, And he's been charged not with attempted murder, but with aggravated battery.
0: What? Mm. With a knife? If you can believe that. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. Well, those people were pretty aggravated for getting stabbed. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would <laughs> say
4: so. Well, yeah, exactly. I'd say so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the judges down here, it's like a revolving door, you know. Uh, criminals have no fear.
0: It's like that everywhere.
4: Well, yeah, I, I certainly believe that. Unfortunately, uh, It's certainly relevant here. So... Anyway, that's what I'm dealing with, but uh, that's why I never leave my house except to go to the office and back and
2: so. so, Charlie, is that the guy who stabbed 11 people on the bike? On the...
4: Yes, that's right, yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought I thought that was what you were talking that just The guy yeah. just rode his bike and stabbed as many people as he could. Is that correct?
4: Well, yeah, and I, I guess he would ask people for money or for a cigarette or something, and when they refused or told him to take a hike, that's when he went ballistic.
0: So. Ah, I see. Unbelievable. So, yeah, some sort of thing. very yeah, bad really. mental illness and or drugs. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. You can count Probably on it. a combination. But yeah. you are
2: safe. Yeah. You're, you personally are safe, so that's the good news.
4: That's all good, yes. Everything's good
2: with me. I'm glad so. to hear that well. I don't know what we're going to do, Charlie. Like I said, I can't even watch the news anymore because all they do on the news is lie. And the fact that these people think that you can do whatever you want. Aggra- what was it? Aggravated battery? Is aggravated that what you Aggravated
0: assault said? and battery, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah,
4: aggravated battery,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Getting stabbed now is... Uh, is
4: ag- okay, let's stop that
2: derp, ringing. Derp, derp, derp,
1: derp. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Tom's starting yeah, to read and I, uh, I'll,
4: I'll yeah. keep an eye on it and let you know what happens, but I, I would not be surprised if this guy was released back on the streets within a week. Yep. I, I was I, I going
2: would right now. Uh, well, yeah, keep an eye on it, Charlie, and watch your back, man. You betcha. Thank you. Thanks for the All call, Charlie. Have call. a good day, sir. Hey, oh, yeah. You, you bet. Bye. Thanks. Bye. One great guy. He was in Nashville with us this uh, this year with uh, Doc. Charlie came down and had a great time. But a guy riding his bike, if you haven't heard this, in Albuquerque, he, Riding his bike, stabbed eleven people, and he's going to probably be released to go walk the streets. I, I what do you think? What has to happen? I don't get it.
1: You know, it, we are in a sad state of affairs uh, here in America because of mental health issues mm-hmm. and yep. people fearful for reaching out to get help because there is, you know, they can be penalized in many ways. Um, you know, I've I've uh, been open about my depression and anxiety on my show for 16 years, and mm-hmm. talk about battling it because I wanted people to see. Look, I was 16 when I first tried to commit suicide, and I didn't know that. I, I I survived, and I'm here. And look at all the cool shit I would have missed had I checked out. And you know, I can I can battle back these demons. So a lot of people have felt that connection. They're like, God, if you can do this, I can do this. Let's you know. Right. So I've always been open about it, but I've also had. Um, production companies that have told me, "Hey, you want to go clean your Twitter and Facebook feed and stop talking about fighting depression and anxiety?" What? Um, because you know that that won't look good for your credibility. And I'm like, well, then I don't need to be on that show, I mm-hmm. guess, because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep using my forum. And you know, this is where celebrities, real celebrities, I can understand their position of wanting to speak up for things that they're passionate about. But yeah. I know suicide now. We've all been touched by it in our lives. So, having that aspect of my life open to people, I want them to know hey, it, it hits everybody and you can yeah. get through it. I've gotten through it. You know, I would have missed out on the radio show and traveling and all my amazing kids and all of the fantastic things that have happened in life doesn't mean that I still don't battle it. And that's the crazy thing with depression and anxiety. You can have everything going for you and you still feel like you're alone and, and, you know, I, I don't even know if I want to be here anymore. And there are people that are fearful of going forward to talk about that. Or they have, and the medications that they're given, they're not being monitor, monitored properly. And, um, you know, if they stop taking it, there's nobody there to hold them accountable. So it's, it's you know, we're just in a, in a bad place. And people feel the need to lash out. Uh, and, and sometimes that's just to be heard just to be seen, and rationale goes out the window for people that are mm-hmm. in those fugue states, because all they want is someone to notice, someone to hear, or they want somebody to feel the pain they're feeling. And I'm not, by any means, I'm not siding with this guy that, that did these attacks, nor with anybody that's done no, that, no, but I it that. gives you a different perspective and an insight into why they are reacting this way. It's not right at all, uh, but you know, I, I don't know that there's ever going to be a right answer. And these last two years have been stress-filled for everybody. Mm-hmm. And people that were already teetering on that thin ice, that ice is cracking and they're going under.
2: Yeah, they, they really went. And it doesn't help when, you know, you tune One thing I will tell you, and, and you probably get the same kind of thing on this show and on the morning show. Uh, I just won't cover it anymore. I, I won't cover... I'll cover the big stories, but I'm not going to cover any of this stuff because it's all lies. That's all people do now is lie. Whether it's Democrats, it's Republicans, it's, it's it's you know, businesses, it's... People are disgusting right now. They will lie about... Look, I right now uh, am around a person a lot. Well, I'm not around them a lot, but I, you know, there's... I don't really want to say who it is. I don't... Like I, Well, I said on the air this morning, I showed them a picture of the truth and they didn't recognize it. I mean, this person never tells the truth. It's always embellished, and more than that, it's a lie that protects them. They, they lie to protect themselves, and, and, and how they think that nobody knows they're lying, I don't get. Um, the world is not great right now. It's just not. So, you know, maybe, like you said, all the things you talked about, whether it's your job, your family. Your wife, your kids, uh, the whole deal—that's all I care about right now. I I, I just I go to work and I hang around with my family, and that's all, what I want to do,
1: right? But what what we're facing now is a world where we're shown that lies are how you have to live. And I know that yeah, sounds like a cop out, but listen, you're you're a radio show host. If you're not bringing in numbers, Tom, you're gone, right? So. There's all of these news channels vying for attention. When we grew up, we had two or three news channels, right? ABC, NBC, CBS. That's it. You had your favorites, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. You had your favorite newscasters, and that's who you tuned into every night. And now there's 200 options, and everybody has to have something to draw you in what's the salacious nature you know so i'm going to take the effect that this is all conspiratorial tom's going to take the effect that he thinks it's uh you know it's it's big pharma and andy's going to take the take that he thinks that uh you know it's it's this so that we all have something different to bring to the table to see mm-hmm. relevant and important and grab the attention if it bleeds it leads is now more than ever a big part of the news and they're willing yep. to uh report half truths and quarter truths with the idea that we can always apologize for it or correct it later but we have to keep this thing this machine going for 24 hours and they want answers on what the shooting means or what this accident was or why that person drove up on the sidewalk so let's talk to four different psychiatrists about what this means and just so that you you are the one with content we have become a content driven world you know everybody's worried about you know, I got I got to create more content for social media. I've got to create content for this, create content for that. Andy Warhol's theory that we'll all have 15 minutes of fame has come to a nightmare conclusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You know,
2: yeah, you're right about that. No, and then no everybody pressing.
1: wants to be heard now because social media and social media is not the the bad guy here. It, it really could have been something fantastic because it is a way to bridge the world. Remember mm-hmm. ham radios, you, you'd have to get a special license and you talk on ham radios and you could connect with people in Australia and Japan and, and Paraguay and all of these amazing places. And now I can do it that quick with just a typing and, and a send. And now not only do I get that person, but whatever I post, I suddenly get 1,500 likes from people all around the world. Right. And suddenly, oh my my thoughts are important and yeah, good point. what I have yeah, to say point. is important. And now we feel that that means everything we say is important and people have lost that sense of self editing, right? Like that, that guy that came up to you, Hey Tom, I don't listen to your show. You know, there's no self edit anymore because on social media we can just type what we want and say what we want because nobody's going to punch us in the mouth. Right. Isn't that what Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's comment was uh, something about, you know, sometimes people just need a punch in the mouth so they realize their place in in the world. Right. And you can't talk to people like that. You can't treat people like that. I think a lot of kids are in for a very rude awakening when they go into the real world and realize they can't mouth off to their uh, their bosses. But maybe they can, because the world is so woke. Well, we have to listen to her or him, because they're this person or that person. And well, if they're having a mental breakdown, we can't fire them because of that. We can't fire them because of this. We can. So maybe the world is just going to keep spiraling down the toilet till something changes. And I don't know what that something is right now. But people have lost a lot of decorum and empathy. Oh and, yeah. And true caring. And I'm not saying everybody has, but the same no, no, people that will. Man same people that will ask me for prayer and healing requests on my social media are the same ones that are bashing somebody that doesn't like what they say, you know, or or (laughs) they don't agree. And it's kind of like, man, that's, you know, we're in such a weird world. The empathy is there, but it's hidden. It's scabbed over by, "I I need to be heard. You need to hear what I have to say because what I have to say is even more important than what you have to say.
2: Yeah, isn't that amazing? I'm am much more important than my opinion's much more important than yours. Oh, okay. And they don't have to qualify it either. There's no qualification
1: for me being more important than you.
2: It just right. it is. It, it is what it is.
1: And everybody's hey, anger on. quotient, you know, it's like oh. <laughs> it's like in that Avengers movie when when uh, they need the Hulk and, and they're like you're just going to turn into it, don't you have to get angry and he turns and says, "Hey, the trick is I'm always angry." Yeah. And that's everybody's simmering, right? Everybody's simmering. It's just how you let it out. And this poor guy went out. And again, I know it sounds horrible by me saying this poor guy because he attacked people, but I'm sure there's something horribly mentally wrong with this fella. And he went out just wanting to be heard or seen or, and, and had somebody in his life given a shit, maybe he wouldn't be in this position.
2: You know, it's so amazing you brought that up, that whole thing about you get ratings or you're gone. I have a friend, not in this they're not in this market, but I have a friend in radio, uh, got a new general manager, hired a new program director, you know, that the, the usual deal. And for two years, for two years, this guy's been telling me, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They've changed everything. I don't like it. I, I asked him, you know, calm down. He had a little edge to him because he was getting kind of pissed off about the whole deal. Uh, he did not like the, the 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 direction they took his show and the radio station and all the rest of it. Uh, the ratings went down and they fired him. So you changed everything. It didn't work, so you fire him. I mean, what yeah. the hell is that?
1: Right. Well, you know that's the problem with a lot of business. You know, I was in the coin business for a number of years, and you know, we're given in sales. You're given a quotient. You have to sell this right. much. You know, right. your, your quota this month mm-hmm. is is fifteen thousand dollars. Well, my goal, I was hitting my goal every month. And then one month I hit 45,000 in sales and everybody was ecstatic. And the next month Uh I hit eight. I hit 18,000 in sales and I got pulled into the manager's office and told, well, (laughs) if your production is going to wane like this, we're going to give the seat to somebody else. And I said, well, my goal on the board says 15,000. I sold 18,000. So I'm 3000 over. But last month you sold 45,000. I said, last month we released three major coin series that were part two, part four, part six of different series. So people bought them because they were already knee deep into these collections. And they're like, listen, we don't want excuses. You're supposed to be. And I'm like, this isn't an oh God, excuse. is what we I'm had, saying. Th- those were no-brainer sales, and I'm still on task, and I've beat my goal by three grand. How about we celebrate that instead of pulling me in and, and putting me on the hotspot? But that's how people, you're you're nothing but an ass in a seat and, yep. and money for companies, and that's all they see. And, you know, there's been a lot of radio personalities that have suffered because what used to be, good about morning radio and afternoon drive was the conversation the personalities that were allowed to come out now everything is shaped into those 3 minute or 4 minute bites yep and you've got to do this and that boom and then you're out and i think your show is one of the last bastions of longer interviews and and not feeling like on the kq morning show like you have to be you know you get three minutes to talk tom and then we need you know we need a cream song and then you come back and you get two minutes to talk and then you know we're going to go into three back-to-back tunes so a lot of these hosts suddenly people stop tuning in because the personalities aren't shining and it's the music which i can hear on spotify or on amazon music right I listen because I want the personality. And then they punish these poor people because they've changed the way that people listen to radio and then wonder why nobody's listening to radio anymore.
2: Well, it's your fault that they're not. It's not my fault. It's your fault. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, well, if you were more engaging in those three minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, that's true. Yeah, that is what they say. We have Paulie back. Hopefully he's in a better mood now.
2: Paulie, you crab ass. What's up? (laughs)
5: A better mood. Um, uh, I'm still kind of in a bad mood, but um, I want to give you an update on what all that crashing noise was that was happening outside my window. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, um, my neighbor lady, um, her name was Una. Uh, she was 90, I think 93 years old. And she died mm. about a month ago.
4: Oh.
5: And um, so I live in an apartment building here. And um her kids came up, she she was a she was from France. Um, so and her kids are really local. And mm-hmm. they came up and got rid most of her stuff. And then that crashing noise you heard was the people that owned the apartment complex apparently mm-hmm. were throwing her stuff off the second floor balcony. Why? Um like the the stuff that she had left and um yeah, they were just tossing it out there. Bam, 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 crash. <laughs> mm. I was like, what the hell? What is that? That's where the word came from. And I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I went that's out, amazing. I was going to take a picture of these guys. I was going to take a picture of these guys and say, you, you don't, did you ever know Una? I mean, that's your stuff. What are you doing?
0: Yeah, that's got to um, be tough for you <laughs> as your neighbor to see them do that. Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah, she would, um, I, when I first moved in here, um, I saw the ambulance come, and she would, um, she'd fall sometimes, and she'd take it up, mm-hmm. and, um, my girlfriend, Heather, um, is a CNA, and we'd go over there and, like, help her, you know, get up and put her on a chair or whatever, and all this, you know, things like that, and, um, yeah, it just broke my fucking
0: heart. Yeah. No, no, no I understand. Well, you think yeah. they could at least try it to like time. sell the stuff rather than just shuck it out the window?
5: Well, they, they took all the good stuff and put it in a truck and drove off with
0: it. Oh, of course, um, of course. But they weren't.
5: They, I mean, I met her, saw her, everything, else. And, you know, you remember Mister Rogers? Andy probably does. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I do. do. Um, Loved it. And the mail, and the mailman would come up. Um, we have we have a mailman here like that that would bring Una her mail um, every every Saturday, and then that's when you know we'd go and read them in the snap. And then um, um, right after she died, he, he didn't know that she had passed away, and um, he just knocked on our door and I, you know went across the hall and said, "Hey, she passed." And um, it was kind of like a Mister Rogers moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, it was it was it was so sad. I had to tell him that that she had died, and um, mm. yeah, I don't know, I don't know. When you saw, and then then after that, she was such a wonderful lady. that he seen these people throwing throwing things out the window, yeah. you know, out the patio. That'd be I mean, tough it to was, watch. It was probably, well, I I mean, I was sitting here talking to you guys, and hear all was crashing. I was like, what the Word is that, <laughs> and um, that's what it was. Um, they were just
2: willy nilly throwing their things out the window. There you have it. All right, Paulie, we got to take a break, but I, I appreciate you calling back, man. I'm glad you're in a better mood.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, a better mood. Right. He goes, Yeah, a better mood. Right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, it's an
5: empathy, man.
2: There you have it. All right, we'll take a break, be right back. We're gonna talk we're gonna talk some TV, some movies, some whatever. Let's talk a little entertainment. Hopefully we can cheer ourselves up. What do you think? That'd be good.
1: Sounds good That'd... to me. Let's do hey,
2: it. Hey man. We'll be right back right after this. is expensive enough. And we are back with stretches picks.
5: You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple?
5: None of the above.
2: Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick?
5: Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener's special square, check out this flash sale on the Giza Dream sheets. It won't be around for long. There are also deep discounts on all other MyPillow products, too. Enter promo code TOMTOM T-O-M, or call 800-516-5146 for these great radio specials.
4: Gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on
2: fire. Well, no You know, there's a perfect example of what we were talking about earlier loving your job, your family, you know, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, all the rest of it. There's a man that had everything and died at 42 years old. I mean, think about that. Yeah. That guy had the greatest life, the talent. He was handsome, he was rich, he was famous, he was, I mean, he had it all. And it didn't matter. Humans that cannot handle also?
0: being elevated to godhood status. It's not natural. That's yeah, true. That is true. Well, he also was self-prophesizing.
1: Because if you remember, he kept saying he was going to die at the same age as his mother, 42.
0: A lot of people yeah, do that, did. yeah.
1: And and when you put that out to the universe, and mm-hmm. then you go out of your way to take every drug and booze, and, and you're, you're trying to self-actualize that prophecy, I, you know... It is a shame. It's a shame, but that shows you the power of words and intention, how it can actually set you in motion to achieve even horrible
0: goals. Yeah, it almost feels like they want to die early for whatever reason.
1: Well, it's got to be, you know, there's that great comment um, that the, the Elvis and the Beatles never got to live in a world where there was an Elvis and a Beatles. Yeah, that's right right? I mean, it was Frank Sinatra before Elvis, but there was not the same kind of fervor and insanity that there was for um, Elvis. And then the Beatles came along and they had their Elvis, but they never had their Beatles. There was nobody that ever lived up to that hype. So it's kind of weird. And and you get that kind of, I I would guess that strange sense of disconnect where you feel like you just don't know where you belong because all of it feels like it's going to go away. And I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, Tim or Tom, Tim, Tom, whatever your name is. It's nice Timmy. working with you. Yeah, hello, Timmy. Um, Great to talk to you. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I have something that I deal with called the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. and a lot of people um, do in their jobs. And you know, it's just that feeling of I don't, I shouldn't be here. When are people going to realize I should not be hosting a radio show? I should not be you know, no, on I know. a TV yep. show. I, I, what am I doing here? And you get that feeling, and it sometimes self-sabotages you because you're so worried that somebody's going to realize what a fake and a fraud you are. Even though you believe in it, you love it, and you're doing what you want to do, you just feel like, I, I don't know if I deserve this. I don't, I don't think I should be here. There's actually a
0: weird sense. There's a very easy cure for imposter syndrome. What's that? Uh, so first, you want to hire a contractor to do any work. Right. Look at the bill. And then look uh, at the work uh, that they did. Right. And realize that, okay, I just spent, you know, how many thousands of dollars for something that got half done, and this is considered to be normal work. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, pretty much everyone on earth is an imposter is the thing. No one is yeah. actually... It's very rare for someone to be very, very, very good at what they do, unfortunately. Well,
1: even But even when you are. See, it's not that I feel like I'm not very, very good at what I do. You still feel like... I don't belong here. It's a it's a weird deal and it's people yeah. can look it up. Imposter syndrome and it might make you feel better to realize you're not nuts that you feel this way. Uh, but to look it up. But yeah, Elvis, man, the guy had you'd think he had everything. But yep. did he? When he was when he died, I think his money was down to very little. Priscilla Presley it was, yeah. Yep. Turned everything around, which again, when people talked about did Elvis fake his death, his record sales went through the roof his marketing went through the roof mm-hmm. everybody was spending millions so if there was somebody who was going to fake their death that would be a good re- reason to fake your death is to uh, reap the rewards of multiple sales and and everything along those lines it's a strange concept that would somebody really do that but when you live in a world where you can't even go take your kid to disney because right you'll be mobbed you have to rent out disney at night yep. to take your daughter you know i mean it, it, that seems like, what kind of world is that to live in either? You're insular, right? You're the most famous person in the world, and you probably feel the, the most lonely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's absolutely. Yeah, you
2: know, it's funny you bring that up because we were just talking about that. Uh, it was either earlier this week or last week that the only bumpy bumpy place in the road for Catherine, Catherine and I have been together 41 years, and the only time it got very, very bumpy is the ratings came out. And the KQ Morning Show was the highest rated morning show in America. And it got to me. so. Because the first thing you think is, well, how am I going to stay here? What am I going to do now? What, what should I do now? Because I can't stay here. I can't have a 30 share for the rest of my life. Nobody else does. Right. It drives you insane. It absolutely yeah. would
1: drive you insane if you let it. No doubt. So you're right yeah. about that. Very weird. And, and that, you, you know, people sit there, oh, well, he had it all and he blew it all. Well, you know, there's also a lot of these sports figures that we mock and make fun of because they piss everything away. But right. most of them came from nothing. Yep. and then they wanted to buy everything for everybody they loved and cared for and they that's they wanted true. to support people in their group and then we think they're an idiot for doing that and you know the the heart was in the right place a lot of times and that's what elvis did right he was such a dirt poor guy he bought cars man you made a difference in my life today here's a new car you know <laughs> that's
0: just that well, doesn't happen yeah, he wasn't world. great with money
1: no 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 most uh most uh, famous people aren't because they're they they've never had it to deal with it yep. once they get it you start to it's like that's why they switched over to tokens at uh casinos you know and and you, those little plastic cards you plug in because it's not real money there's no yep. attachment to it but there is if i have to reach in my pocket and plug another $10 right. bill mm-hmm. in or right. grab those handful of silver dollars but i'm going to give you these pretty little plastic poker chips that you can put out on the table there's no no sense of of attachment to those things well that's how things
0: are i mean you have kids i don't know if uh you've had any of the microtransaction hell experiences but you're probably aware of them (laughs) uh for these free games for your phone where you can play them but then eventually you'll reach a point where your your character isn't strong enough to continue or whatever oh but if you just uh just give us five dollars and we'll give you a bunch of rare items and your character will be stronger Mm -hmm. and you can play again but then you hit another wall, and oh, well, uh, if you just give us $10, <laughs> we'll give you some ultra-rare items to make your character even stronger. Oh God, and it literally, me. people can literally spend tens of thousands of dollars on these games because it's exponential. It, there is right. no, like, last boss. You just keep finding stronger and stronger things that require more and more <laughs> resources to beat, and it never, ever ends.
1: See, we are so, we need entertainment. That's our problem. Yeah, we we do. We're so afraid of being alone and being creative. Uh, It it really does break my heart. If I, you know, I used to send my kids outside, go out and play. I don't want to, it's too hot. And then they would go out and literally they look like deer, baby deer looking for their parents. They'd stand in a group and just look (laughs) around. Like I'm like, grab a stick and pretend to shoot each other, you know, run around Cowboys and Indians, good guys and bad guys. And folks before you get mad when i was a kid that's what we played before everybody became much more aware and we started to actually be educated which is also bad now yeah so it's you you would get out there and we would engage man i would get up at the crack of dawn well eight o'clock nine o'clock have some breakfast and i'd go out and my parents wouldn't see me until dinner time and then you'd go out until the street lights came on and then it was time to come home uh but kids just today most of them don't have that They don't have that imagination gene anymore. And we got to help get that back for kids because it's such a shame. My son is really good with that. Uh, My oldest son with his kids, he engages with them. They're creative. They go out and do things. And I see a lot of the mistakes I made allowing TV to babysit my kids while I was doing things um Or, or tablets and such. But my son saw the mistakes I made, which is what we all hope for in our children. That they're gonna, they're gonna learn and improve upon what we've done as parents. And he's really done some amazing things with his kids. So there, uh, there's hope that there's gonna be engagement again in that imagination. So, but with that said, Tom, how did you like the Sopranos commercial <laughs> during the Super Bowl? I didn't see it. No. Oh, it was great. They did the, you know, the, I the, heard, your yeah. theme song. Uh Meadows driving a brand new Chevy and she's driving through all it's the exact shot for shot of the opening of the Sopranos and then she instead of turning right to go to the house, she goes left and ends up at some bar and she meets AJ in the parking lot. And it was just Oh I loved it. It was great. That's what I heard. I heard it was a really good spot.
2: Yeah. I did uh I did watch the Super Bowl though. I I didn't know I was going to watch Super Bowl, but I did. Uh (laughs) I thought it was an okay game. It wasn't all that well played. I think there were some Interesting plays, but I thought it was kind of a boring game to tell you the truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't um, uh I go to Vegas every year with my dad and son to watch Super Bowl. Oh. Okay. And uh yeah, this game was there were just there was no oomph to it throughout the entire no. game. There was no nobody you really rooting for. It was nice to see Stafford win because it proved yeah. that he belongs in the NFL. You you get stuck with the Detroit Lions and you're stuck in that place for, you know, 10, 12, 14 years, you're never going to get that title, right? That's got to be no, brutal right. for whoever gets picked up. You know, you're the top guy in the draft and you always go to the crappiest team, which is a weird dichotomy, but uh It really
2: is, yeah. Yeah, but then I think Burrow's going to be good too though. Else. Yeah. That Burrow's, Burrow's going to be a good player, great. man. Yeah, he seemed to So yeah, I watching the quarterbacks was a lot of fun. Some of the wide receivers, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I only liked a couple of the commercials. Uh, I didn't see, I did not see the Sopranos one, but, uh, yeah, I wasn't all that impressed with it. It was not a bad Super Bowl. I'm not, not saying oh, it sucked. It
1: didn't suck. Right. It just wasn't that great either. Well, it was better than the one, what, two, three years ago that was all field goals.
2: Oh yeah. That's you know? right. Yeah.
1: So, uh, but while I was in Vegas, I, I flew out there, flew back. I had a chance to catch up on two movies that, uh, I missed out on. And that's what I was going to talk to you about, uh, you know, being a paranormal guy. I love horror movies. I love movies that have a a paranormal thematic touch to them. And the first movie I watched was Last Night in Soho. And the the commercials looked interesting to me. It looked almost like it was going to be a reincarnation movie, like this girl living in present day, was visiting England, and she was seeing a past life. It is a it's a really cool psychological thriller, but it takes a little time to build up. I know you said you got about 10, 15 minutes into it. It's a slow build, but once it starts, it's a thrill ride. It's really well done. There's some great acting in it. Um, you know the the cast is good, the story is good. There's some surprise twists and turns throughout the movie. Um, I really liked it. I honestly, out of five stars, I would give this a solid four to four and a half stars last night in Soho it's a mind-bending paranormal psychological trip
2: yeah I think Catherine liked it Catherine Watson I think she liked it yeah Yeah, if I
1: recall and the woman from Queen's Gambit is in it too right right yeah she's kind of the co-lead um she's the one that the girl seems to feel like she's connected to but it's it's fascinating and then the second movie I saw was one I didn't want to go see in the theaters I was in a rush to see it because it sounded cheesy and corny it was a movie called Antlers Antlers and I'm like oh god what is this a killer reindeer and uh, (laughs) I, I literally had no expectations and I really liked it it was a dark psychological movie it was a monster movie I won't tell you what it was I would encourage people don't watch the trailer it does nothing to sell the movie and don't read about it just watch it but it is really an interesting movie and kind of taps a little bit on what we were talking about today, how people don't really take care of each other anymore. There's nobody there to hold each other accountable and be a good neighbor, a good relative, a good friend. That That's all kind of gone out the window. And you realize that through this movie that you know there are people we lose in the world because we just stop keeping in touch or we stop caring, you know, you can hear it in the news all the time. These, these, you know, this house has been alone, but the woman had all of her bills on auto pay and she had enough money coming in and automatic deposits being put into her account every month. And then we realized she died four years ago in the house when somebody right. finally goes and does a wellness check and they realize this person's dead because, and that's heartbreaking, isn't it? To think, wait, four years, nobody thought to come look for this person. Right. No, you're absolutely right. You know, so, Antlers you was another oh, yeah. good dark psychological horror thriller. Uh, there's not a whole lot of major actors in it. Uh, Carrie Russell is the main actress, and that's about it. And then the the kind of heavy set redheaded kid from Breaking Bad, um, like the last seasons, he's in it. I don't even know his name. Uh, I feel bad, but he was really good in the movie. But it's it's. It'll take you around the wheel, I would say, and I gave that a good solid four stars as well. So Antlers and Last Night in Soho. Check them out, folks. I think you're going to love them. If you're looking for something different and off the beaten track, these are really great little movies you got, it, but both of them are a little slow because they're developing and they're trying to keep you guessing as to what's going on, and I think both do a really good job.
2: We'll give it a whirl, no doubt about it. Um, Antlers has a really weird logo. It's yeah. a lot of antlers. <laughs> That's what yep.
1: it is. Yeah, it's is, uh, it's weird, and the it's it's a fascinating new story, which I give credit to. You know, like last night in Soho, I can understand your trepidation because it's a little slow. But my God, thank you for last night in Soho, and thank you for antlers because it's not okay. Scream eighteen, and the reboot of Halloween, and the reboot of uh, right. Texas Chainsaw right. Massacre, and you know it's like god i love that there are people thinking outside the box and they're coming up with new concepts and that somebody's putting it together besides blumhouse they've been really good at creating new genres and new horror movies but i'm i was glad to see both of these movies i thought they were really well done um, and i just in the fact that if you think of it that way and watch both of them tom the originality and ingenuity in both is great All right, we'll give it a whirl. How about TV series? You've been watching any TV series, or streaming series? I guess what they are now. They just came back. I'm I'm a horror guy. They just came back with um, this weekend is the brand new The Walking Dead in their final season. Oh, sure. Um, and being a a member of AMC Plus, we get to watch it a week in advance. So it was cool to watch that come back. Uh, But again, here's the problem: a lot of these TV shows have. I kind of miss the 26 episode season yeah yeah of a series now they're doing like 13 episodes which again is fine but then when there's a year to sometimes a year and a half in between those seasons a you forget part of the plot lines because you've tried to entertain yep. yourself with 100 other things but quite B, true. I, i've stopped caring about the characters mm-hmm. because i've already moved on to 14 other shows so I think that they're losing. That's why their luster has gone off the penny for for Walking Dead and some of these other shows. It's like people kept telling me, you got to watch Sopranos. Man, if you love The Godfather, and I'm like, I don't want to watch a Godfather TV series. And I finally sat down and fell in love with it. And then that was the one season I... Burn through them and I get to it, and that's the one season when they were off for almost two years between series. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, what the hell? And the same thing happened with Dexter, and the same thing happened with Breaking Bad. They they had mm-hmm. these short seasons or, or huge breaks. And it just cripples me. So a lot of these shows I avoid until they have wrapped up and then I go watch yeah. them, which The binge-watching is the way to go, and unfortunately, though, that's what kills your favorite TV shows. Did you know that just because you DVR'd it and watched it six months from now, it doesn't matter. If you don't watch that DVR'd version in the next three to five days, Mm -hmm. it doesn't count towards overall ratings. Right. So you think, God, I've watched every episode. Everybody I know watches this. Yeah, but you all record six episodes, then binge-watch them. And they got no ratings for those six episodes because nobody watched them when they hit. So you have to, if you love a show, you got to maintain it. Even just do like I say, for when Holzer Files was on and the new show is going to come on. If you can't watch it live or you recorded it and you know you're not going to get to it in that three days, turn it on in the background while you're doing dishes or something and then go back to it and watch it later. But at least let it count. You know, because you're going to watch it anyway. Let it count for the ratings. And then, you know, go back to it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it sucks the algorithms that TV uses and, and radio nowadays to, to kind of uh, predicate how we're going to watch and listen to things. But uh, these long breakout seasons, this is the final season of, of The Walking Dead. And mm-hmm. it's been they released the first, like, seven episodes. Then they took a break, which was almost, what, uh, stopped in November. So November, December, January, February. So we're four months between episodes. And then they're going to do like the next six, seven episodes and then take another four month break and then do the last piece of the of the season, which will probably end in around October. So, you know, you got to you got to really want and commit to these shows to uh, to follow through on them. Uh, And it sucks when they're doing these mid season breaks on a 13 episode series. Have you
2: had a chance to watch uh, Reacher?
1: No, I just started seeing the advertisements for it. And I liked, I liked the Reacher movies with, uh, Tom Cruise. And Mm -hmm. I like the guy that's playing Reacher now. He was in, uh, uh, Teen Titans or the Titans TV series. And he's, he's great. I I'm interested to see what it looks like. Have you watched it yet? No, we've seen the first
2: episode. Really, really liked it. Uh. Uh, I'm I'm not a binge watcher, so I guess that's good for the shows that I watch because I just <laughs> I can only watch a couple of TV shows a day because I'm on the air for you know with this show and the right. other show for six and a half hours and I do you know sales and prep and do all that stuff. So I have time for usually an hour and a half of television every night before I go to bed. But uh, we watch Cobra Kai, we watch Reacher, but yeah, there's, there's a Cobra new series Kai is awesome. on. Awesome! I loved Cobra Kai. I love it. I absolutely love yep. it. And then there's a, an epic series called uh, Chapel Chapel White, and it's, mm-hmm. um, it's Adrian Brody. I will watch anything that Adrian Brody is in, man. He is terrific. And it's loosely based on a – and I, I hate to even say it's based on a Stephen King thing because it's nothing like a Stephen King show, um, but it's loosely based on that. And Adrian Brody is just so damn good in it. It's unbelievable. It's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard of that, but I you know, I held off on watching Cobra Kai because I did love the original 3 trilogy of of the yeah. Karate Kid yep. movies. That was I was that age. I was in it was in that wheelhouse and so I finally sat down and started watching it with our son Max and uh, Max who doesn't want to really engage in anything physical, now he wants to join karate, so we signed him up for karate. So I love it. I love that that got him inspired and I love the the kitsch value the fun of revisiting these characters and my God, whatever the two William Zabka and uh, Ralph Macchio are eating and drinking, we should all be doing because those two look phenomenal. They, they, they certainly look like they do. aged about 12 years from the last time. We <laughs> it's saw true. That. And uh, uh, Martin,
2: Martin Cove showed up. That was good. And
1: he looks great. The guy's like 77 years old. Yeah. And he, he still He's looks terrific. like he could kick the shit out of everybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he does. You're right about that.
0: Wendy wants hey. to know if you know how ratings are, um, how streaming is uh, factored into ratings.
1: No. The, the That's what's weird. These networks are very protective of what the streaming numbers yeah. are. Oh. They don't tell you diddly. Um, you know, So, like when Holzer Files moved over, we had no clue how we're doing. Yep. But we didn't get picked up for another season, so that might tell you something. Um, but yeah, there's it, it's it's a real shame, and there are some um, websites out there that will reportedly give you an idea of how many eyeballs are on a show at any time, but they're not exactly perfect either. Uh, they're kind of like the old rating system for radio, um, yep. you know, yeah. the journals. So it, it didn't really give you the, the full insight to what was being listened to or watched. And I think that's what's going on with the uh, the uh, streaming services.
2: Yeah, I, I will tell you, anything based on numbers right now, I wouldn't believe any of it. No. The ratings are just not accurate anymore. They're, uh, just the fact that they don't count it. Look, if I watched it, why doesn't it count? I don't care if I watch it six months from now. Why doesn't that count? That's ridiculous.
1: Well, because you understand with advertisers, if advertisers bought advertising yeah. in that episode, yeah. right, or, or whatever, yeah. it doesn't do them any good if you watch and see the commercials six months from now. But a lot of us buy the services like Hulu without ads, Netflix without ads, all these things without ads. Right. So we're not getting it. Um, but you're right. You would think that that matters. But they also want something that's going to burn and, and cause a lot of sizzle like uh, Stranger Things. Right. Everybody's talking about Stranger Things. Everybody talked about The Sopranos. Everybody talked about Dexter. You had right. to watch it. You had to must see TV, which we don't really have anymore. So, That's true. They, That's true. we really don't. They want, you know, there's very few that come out like that. Let's, you know, better call Saul. Um, you know uh, the Stranger Things series, some of the Star Wars series. People go and watch them right away, and there's excitement, and that's what they want to see.
0: Yeah, The Mandalorian is mm. really the only must see show I can think of right now.
1: Yeah, and well, that of Book of Boba Fett it, I thought was but, okay.
0: Yeah, people liked Boba Fett, but not nearly as much. Yeah, people really liked The Mandalorian. Well,
1: you know, Boba Fett. Uh, out of the eight episodes I think they had in their first season, two of them. He's barely in, and it's the Mandalorian story. So yeah. it's so bizarre, um, but it's it's cool to see this. And now I just I, I read this somewhere. You and McGregor's got a new Obi Wan Kenobi series coming out. Yep, that takes place between the first serial and the the famous serial that we all watched in the seventies. And he's now though the age that Alec Guinness was when he first stepped into the role oh of Obi Wan. So it's right before and episode he's, four, then basically right. And he still looks fantastic. He does, you know. Alec Guinness looked like a weathered old man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And Ewan McGregor looks fantastic. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't. There's got to be some traumatic thing that happens in those, you know, ten years or or fifteen years between the end of uh, Rise of the Sith and A New Hope because he's got to age like crazy in that series to kind of catch up and look like. uh like Sir Alec Guinness did in the uh, first well, he movie. Well,
0: lived on a desert planet for twenty years, so that'll do it. Yeah, that should. That'll. Mm-hmm. That's. That'll work. Twenty years out. of two suns and uh, nothing but dryness. That'll take your. Skin. I know
1: I spent four days in Las Vegas yeah. a couple of years ago when it was a hundred and twenty, and I thought I aged ten years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it. I don't know how I you do Florida. It. That that musk and that that. W- Just that swarmy feeling in the air. Oh, God, I can't do it. After three days, I want to go home.
0: Well, it depends. I mean, the humidity, it's really nice when it's like uh, 60 and humid. Mm -hmm. That's when it's perfect because your your skin feels nice, but there's not so much of the heat. The summer, I could never do. No. No, God. The the soup air, no thank you. Well,
2: that's going to, speaking of that's going to do it, that's going to do it. What do you think of that action? Mm hmm.
0: That's cool. Hey, can I
1: mention, uh, I've got a new podcast. It's called the paranormal 60. It comes out every Monday night on my YouTube channel. You can check it out. The paranormal 60 YouTube channel. Um, and, uh, every, every Monday come out with a new one hour special, and we've got great guests and things going on. We're working on finding a new audio home for the uh, podcast. So that should be available probably by March, March 1st through all audio podcast forms, but the video podcasts are up on YouTube right now. And I hope people will check it out. All
2: righty. We will talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.